God cannot lie. And uh, yes, I had to say it, you know, you can't handle the truth. You know, that, that's, I, I looked for the video. There's a couple of problems with the video, so I probably wasn't going to use that and anything, and not in a Sunday school class. Anyhow, uh, but that was uh, where we're going to go with that. Um, first announcement is we're doing memory verses this semester, so uh, there will be a memory verse at the end of this, and, and so we can remember that for next week. Uh, um, and that's the truth. God cannot lie. So the opposite of that, I find when 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 I'm looking at you know infra, uh, when I'm looking at a topic, there's four or five different ways that you're gonna you can look at it, and and help you kind of dig in and dig deep and, and kind of get an idea. One is to if if God cannot lie, uh, what's the opposite? What's the opposite of that? And is that also true? And if that's also true, then you can kind of it, it helps you understand it a bit. So the opposite is actually also true, of course, because God can only be truthful. And so I didn't want to necessarily deal with so much of that God cannot lie, but actually that God can only tell the truth. He can, that, that's his self-limiting element that we're talking about with, these, with, with, with what we're saying God cannot do. God is self-limiting that. Why? It's to our benefit, and that's what Jim covered last week. It's to our benefit that God can't do some of these things. And it's to his glory that he cannot do some of these things because he has set himself up and he's consistent. And in a, in a, in a life in a world of inconsistency that we have, um, God is the consistent element. He is like the only element that is always the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And, and, and so that's, that's where we just, I, I kind of like to start is just basically that God can only be truthful. So therefore, God is truth. All right. If God is truth, this is where my thinking uh, went. If God is truth, what does that mean to me, uh, and how does that apply to me? And everything God, if everything God does, says, decrees, if He thinks it, it's truth, automatically. It doesn't. It doesn't have to go before a committee. It doesn't have to uh, get voted on. Um, you've heard Gary say this before, you know, uh, the bumper sticker that says, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Well, the I believe it doesn't matter, okay? And that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about today, is that God is truth, God is self-limiting, He is always truthful. Everything that He says, if it comes out of His mouth, if it's in His Word, it's automatically truth, and that defines it right there from the get-go, okay? So therefore... <clears throat> Here's a couple of scripture verses that we want to look at. Um, first of all, uh, Hebrews 23, 19. God is not a man that he should not lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. What does that tell you about us? If we're the son of man, that's us. We sh- not only should repent, we, it means we can lie. Okay? So that means that we can be untruthful. All right? And, and when we do, the action is to repent. Uh, has he said... Or will he not do? Or has he spoken and he will not make it good? So everything that God, when God said, let there be light, there was no choice. He self-defined it. He defined it at that moment that light existed. Okay? Let's go on to uh, uh, Hebrews 6. 
uh, God, uh, God did this so that by the unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, uh, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us uh, may be greatly encouraged. Okay? One of the aspects of God being truth, God, everything that comes out of his mouth is truth, God, uh, God the Son is truth, God the Holy Spirit is truth, we'll see that in a second. Um, because of that, we have a hope. And our hope is based on something solid. It doesn't get any more solid. That Men, have you ever said in your household, this is the way it is in our house, and there's no other choice about it? You ever said that to your kids? That's just the way it is. Wouldn't it be cool if that was actually true? <laughs> because that's the way God, God, you know, that's the way God operates. When he says something, it's automatically true. When, when I say something, I look at Margie, and then I find out if it's true or not. So, <laughs> all right, that's the way it works, right? So, all right. So, Titus 1-2, it is the hope of eternal life which, uh, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of the time. And essentially, you know, that's it. It all hinges on this one thing, that God is truth. Everything that we do doctrinally. Everything that we do in our church, everything that we do and have hope for eternal life and its security uh, in, in that eternal life is all based on this one idea that God is truth. And so this is something that, this is the way I, I work my, inside my brain, okay? I'm going to be really, really raw and honest today. Um, like, that's not really a change, but... Uh, <laughs> This is, this is the way I think, and it really is um, perpetuated a little bit by the industry I work in, IT. If, since I work in uh, information technology, okay, if someone comes to me uh, on a Monday morning, they said, the Internet is broken, and I've heard that quite often at our place. <laughs> the Internet is broken. It's like, the whole Internet? I mean, no one can search? Google's down, you know. And, and to their perspective, is that true? Yeah, it's, for my perspective as the IT guy, is that true? No. 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 Have you ever watched uh, A Bug's Life, you know, when the leaf falls across the line of ants, and they're like, where's the line? Where's the line? The internet goes down, and, you know, life stops, right? That's their, that's their perspective, all right? My perspective is, all right, well, there's six or eight things between their computer and the internet where they're trying to browse, you know, that could be wrong. And if I'm not dealing with exactly which one of those elements is broken, I'm working on the wrong thing, and I'm never going to solve it, right? So in my perspective, I'm, I'm dealing with what I see as the truth, which is, you know, uh, EPB's down, or the firewall's got a problem, or their DNS is an issue, or something like that. One of those other, you know, six or eight things. But their perspective is different and so forth. So, you know, the, God deals with both of those uh, areas, what we perceive as truth and what God, uh, God really sees as actually truth. And, and so that's, you know, if we, if, we don't, if we don't deal with exactly what the problem actually is, then we're working on the wrong thing. And that's just the way my brain works. And so when Jim asked me to do this, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about, well, we're going to, we're going to get deep, we're going to, and, and frankly, um, you know, there's all sorts of different ways to teach about the truth. 
And so I'm digging in, and I've got pages and pages and pages of stuff. And, and, and you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm super excited about this, and I sit down, and I'm talking to Margie about this, and, and, and she says, Dave, you know, I think it's a little bit simpler than that. When you call me and tell me that you've already left work, and I'm hearing your keys jingle in the door of your office door, that's not truth. I'm like, oh, oh, that, 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 that's, that, not, now you went to getting personal. <laughs> and, and I think that's ultimately what, it, what it's all about. And we're going to talk about a couple of different ways to, to, to look at it, but I think ultimately here's, here's a progression of thinking. Number one, God is truth. Number two, we're made in the image of God. So number three, we need to act, speak, operate, live in every way in truth. That's not what we have in our society. Everything in our society is to mask how we actually are. Whether it's makeup, whether it's wearing darker clothes to slim, whether it's wearing the lines in the right direction, or, or um, you know, uh, uh, going out and getting uh, a massive amount of debt to drive the right car so we can make ourselves look in one way or another. It could be that we aren't speaking or telling everything that's happened in our lives to, you know, even our spouses, right? Okay? So those are, that's what I'm talking about as far as getting down into truth and so forth. And we'll come back to that in a few minutes and all because, you know, I've learned in my life, if I'm brutally honest and very truthful, then, you know, uh, that's when God starts to do things. And um, did a message series at uh, Central Baptist when I was one of the pastors there and uh, on the um, uh, Great Awakenings. And in every single instance, when God showed up in a massive way in the United States, it's be- it wasn't because of great preaching. It wasn't because... You know, some newfangled technology got the word out more. It only happened when people started to repent, and it only the repentance only took place when they started dealing honestly and truthfully with their own sin. And we have a our entire society is really built around masking that, and and the church has, you know, bought into that to a certain extent. And we'll talk more about that later, but. Let's talk about the overall concept of truth and how it could be taught and so forth. So I went through a lot of things. All the persons of the Trinity, and this is in your notes, um, all the members of the Trinity are the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And you have the scripture verses here. All three of them are referenced as uh, tr- uh, being defined as truth, especially the Son of God. Uh, Thy word is truth. Uh, the word is coming in flesh. It's in uh, the first three, uh, four chapters, uh, three chapters of the book of John. So um, really, really strongly referenced that way. So, so Jesus is truth, God is truth, Holy Spirit is truth. So what, if, if the Holy Spirit is truth, what does that mean to us? Bingo. Holy Spirit's within us, so the truth lives within us. We're, so now, now, not only are we made in the image of God and God is truth, and the Holy Spirit is in us, which is truth. How are we redeemed? Through 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. So therefore, our redemption is couched in truth, and it's, it, 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 it's, it's ultimately there. Okay? The truth is the gospel. So uh, you know, many times, in, there's a number of scriptures and so forth, I think that made it into the notes too, that, that reference and, and discuss that um, John, uh, I'm sorry, John 8.32, and you shall know the truth, and truth shall set you free. Uh, yeah, pretty much it's everything that we are banking on. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us. That's all part of the gospel as well. First part of, same thing we were talking about with IT, you know. First thing you have to do, you have to actually define what specifically is wrong. And actually defining what's specifically wrong with us is that we're sinners. Okay? And we're, we're, we're desperately uh, without, uh, without God. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free in John 8.32. So the gospel being defined and uh, explained as truth. Okay? All right, so that's the second. There's another way we could look at it. These are all things that I worked tirelessly on and ditched for <laughs> because I really want to talk about the other aspects. Truth is the word of God, of course. That's, that's ultimately why we show up on Sunday mornings and what does the pastor always teach out of? And when should you leave the church? When the pastor stops uh, teaching others and done that once. Okay. Uh, truth through church history. You know, uh, the, uh, essentially the Catholic church at one point, you know, had, had masked truth from their people. Uh, they were not, they didn't have access to the word of God. It was either all in Latin or it was all in Hebrew or, or Aramaic or Greek and, and so forth. And it was not in the language of the people and the reformation with uh, Martin Luther, essentially, that's the whole crux of it, is actually putting truth back into the common people's language. And that was the uh, idea of the whole Protestant Reformation, and which you're part of. You're part of the Protestant Reformation, you know, in that, you know, you're, you're in, the, in a Protestant denomination, and so forth. So that was the, the crux of it, was all bringing the truth back into the common people's language. And... Come on now. It's going to catch up here in a second. Okay. All right. And our pastors uh, are the teachers of the truth, and that's Second Timothy 2.15. And ultimately, God is not the only, uh, only the source of truth. God is truth. So that's a whole, th- a whole thing. Wait, see if that catches up and starts again. Um, attacks on the truth. Okay, talk about that. Again, kind of going both sides of the argument. What, what is truth? Well, how do we usually teach about truth and that type of thing? What are the attacks on the truth? Usually uh, what happens, uh, one of the most significant ways that you see truth attacked is that truth is redefined. Okay, uh, You see this predominantly in uh, cults. Uh, they don't, uh, uh, essentially they'll say something to the effect of, yeah, Jesus, uh, Jesus was God and so is someone over here, or it's associated differently, or they redefine salvation, uh, they redefine the terms and so forth, and so the word of God comes under attack uh, specifically at that point. Uh, another attack is usually um, uh, very common, all truth is God's truth, meaning that 
um, if, uh, if I think that uh, such and such is true or this doctrine or uh, I'm, you have to be baptized by someone who's baptized by someone who's baptized by the, one of the original apostles and that's my doctrine and so forth and so therefore that's true and, and you know they start to, to add on other things and so forth because they think they're true and they say okay well this is true so it must be of God and so they kind of come back through the back door. Um, when God says something, it immediately divides. Truth, at its core concept, divides. If something is true, that automatically means something's not true. Okay? By definition. So all truth is God's truth, cannot be true. Because if you, if you call it truth, that doesn't make it truth. God is w- the one who defines what is true and what's not true. Okay? Uh, truth can be reinterpreted by science. That's something that we hear a great deal about. Is that, oh, well, you know, we found, uh, uh, we, we think the Big Bang is true, and we found these, these things going on in space and a certain kind of light or a certain kind of radio, radio wave. We were talking about that the other day and so forth. And so uh, because of that, you know, now we need to go back and we need to reinterpret the creation that, that each day was was actually thousands of years long. I mean, you know, like, you know, they redefined the word day. And they say, all right, day, it no longer means a 24-hour period, which actually that's what the Hebrew word means. But they say now it means day, like, oh, in, in the day of Moses. You know, that co- covered a long period of time. So they, in, in, in day one, it was 1,000, 2,000, you know, a million years long. No, no, it was a 24-hour period. Because that's the way God said it was a 24-hour period. Because that's what the Hebrew word means, and that's the way God did it. Okay? It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you don't get to redefine what God said because, you know, you think you have some aspect of science figured out. Because chances are, you don't know whether you have this much of that topic understood, or if the topic is this big and you only understand that much, you could be way, way off. Okay? So, Things are defined by God, not by science, not by us, which is the next one. Um, uh, if I can't, uh, it's only truth if I can understand it and define it. If I, if I can't understand it, that means it's not truth. How does, how does the concept of predestination and election both work at the same time? I don't know. How can God be one God, but God the Father, Holy, uh, Holy Spirit, and God the Son? How, how can that happen? I don't need to be able to put it together in my head for it to still be true. Because if I could figure it all out, then guess who I am? I'm God. God I'm not God. All right? And I'm not going to... So by, almost by definition, we can't put 100% of it together in our head. All right? And otherwise, you know, God ain't that special. And he is. So, so you know, we don't have to figure all of it out. Um... Uh, another uh, attack is it only taking part of the truth. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull this one verse out because I like this verse and it makes me feel good. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this verse and this is the only one I'm gonna read. Okay, no, you don't get to do that. Okay, God God placed everything in Scripture because it was important. Okay, and because it's His truth, it's not my truth. I don't get to just selectively pick out the verses that I like, okay? Um, new revelations of, tr- uh, of truth. This is, this is you know, 
Uh, this is something really, really popular these days is Apostle so-and-so has a new fresh word. It's fresh, it's Ziploc fresh, fresh out of the can, fresh, you know, <laughs> you know, that's a, oh gosh, I've been there and done that. That's all I'm going to say about that before my daughter crawls under the table before I say more about that. All right. Um, removing, uh, removing truth. Absolutely trying to, essentially that's what Hitler tried to do. He tried to remove the Jewish people. He tried to remove, you know, the, uh, you know uh, the, uh, and not just um, a people, but an entire society and their history. That's why he went after their art and went after all these other things. He tried to remove those things and, you know, trying to, 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 to get rid of it. You know, you're never going to burn every word of God, every copy of the word of God. It's not going to happen. That's not going to let it happen, it's not, not to mention it's in our hearts. Or, or ignoring truth, that's, that's, the, that's the easiest, uh, just ignoring it. You know, you know uh, let's not show up on Sunday morning, you know, and I don't want to hear it this week, you know. So, so what does this essentially mean to me? What, so what's the point? God is, was, shall always be. He's the only source of truth. That's your blank. Your blank. We are created in the image of God, so we should be truthful in everything we do. So here's my question. How are you doing on your truth meter? Okay? How, are, how, how do you do on a day-in, day-out basis of being truthful? And here's, here's, here's the tough one. Okay? I, I'm not going to ask for hands, okay? So please, everyone <laughs> calm down. All right? I'm not going to ask for hands, but um, are you truthful with the people that you work around? Do you tell them, you know, when your boss asks you if that's done, do you say, oh yeah, it's done, and you know, as a matter of fact, it's about 80% done? You have to be careful there. I'm not saying that, you know, just railroad everything, you know, truth down everyone's throat. There's some discretion, there's some, you know, there's timing when things should be discussed and so forth, you know. But are, on a day-in, day-out basis, are you being truthful? Are, are, you know, is, that, is that part of your character there in dealing with other people? How about in dealing with your, with your family, with your spouse? You know, are you, are, are, do you, you know, tell them the whole story? Um, you know, I'm not necessarily, I, I'm, I'm optimistic sometimes when I describe something. And it's state of completion, <laughs> you know, um, way, way, way too optimistic at times. But, you know, um, is, is that how I operate with my spouse? Do I, do I, is that the way I describe things? Do I, not, not just in, you know, just tasks being done, but with, with what has happened when and how and, you know, uh, what's going on in my head and, you know, um, there's the, 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 the Christian four-letter word, fine. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine. You are not. <laughs> You're not even close. And you know what? Every time we do that with people around us, we rob them of an opportunity to do something for us or to minister to us or to understand or to empathize or, or you know, for them to express whatever the spiritual gift that they have is. We rob them of that. And we do that, I mean, that, the, the corridor out here is the place for lying. 
right? <laughs> you know, everybody's fine. They're oh, doing great. Oh, it's a beautiful day. You know, so, you know I'm a greeter, so I, I, I get it constantly. He says, how are you doing today? Oh, it's a beautiful day. That's not my question. That's not what I asked. <laughs> I didn't ask if the sun was out, <laughs> you know. I, I, I asked you how you're doing, and, and, and frankly, I really meant it, you know. And, and um, I, I tell you, there's uh, maybe one person a Sunday that'll give me something other than some facsimile of fine. There you go. See there, you were the one person. <laughs> you were the one person. And 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 you know, try being honest with someone sometimes because some many times they're asking, but they're not really interested. You know, <laughs> and so and, and so you have to balance that. But but I think as a society, you know, we mask things exceptionally well, and we don't we don't deal with what's really going on. Uh, in, in your life, and um, unfortunately, we miss that uh, as an opportunity to 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 help each other. I mean, God built us as the body of Christ, and if if you took a body and you sliced it all up, and it's all you know parts all over a room and so forth, it's not functioning. All right, you know, it only works when everything's together and. Blood's flowing and communication's happening and, 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 and you know, everything's, everything's together. You know, that's really all, the only time it actually works. So, again, going back to the logic. You know, God is truth. We are created in the, in the image of God. We, we're created to reflect the truth. So, honoring we are honoring, worshiping, and reflecting God when we're in the truth, when we're dealing with the truth. And I think my laptop has lost its connection because that's where my closing was. <laughs> Essentially, this is what I want to say. Um... Open up, your, uh, uh, open up your Bibles to John chapter 4. We're going to read a little passage of Scripture there. Okay. And this is an example of when the truth comes out and it has a, po- it has a positive impact on the person's life. And it's done as it uh, meaning. And starting in verse 4. This is when Jesus talks with the Samaritan woman. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining uh, gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Like, all right, here's our church statisticians at work here. Okay? All right. Although, in fact, uh, it was not uh, Jesus who baptized, but the disciples. So he left Judea and and went back uh, once more to Galilee. Now, he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Shekar, and, uh, near, the, uh, near the plot of ground where Jacob had given, his son, uh, given it to his, uh, his son Joseph. Jacob, uh, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus uh, was tired, and he was, uh, he was tired from the journey, sat down by the well, and it was about noon. Okay? Just so everyone understands this, 
the Jews and the Samaritans, they hated each other. The same way you have the, the, the Jews and the Palestinians at this point, there's really no going to the same table. I mean, they have really irre, uh, irre, irreconcilable differences, okay? They, they really hate each other uh, to the point where they essentially just referred to them as dogs, okay, uh, to each other. When a Samaritan woman came to, uh, to draw water, Jesus said to her, now him speaking to her at all was, was a major uh, change for this person, um, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to town to buy food, so he was by himself, just with the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew, I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me uh, for a drink? For the Jews did not associate with the Samaritans at all. Okay, so let's jump down to verse 16. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right, you, ha- you have no husband. The fact is that you've had five husbands, and the man you are now with is not your husband. What, have you, uh, what, um, what you have just said is quite true. Verse 19, sir, the woman said, I can see you're, you're a prophet. Your, uh, our ancestors worshipped in this mountain, uh, but you Jews claim, that, uh, uh, claim this place and must worship in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus said, re- replied, uh, "Believe me, a time is coming, and you will worship the uh, when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you uh, do not know. We worship what we do know, uh, for salvation is from the Jews." Yet a time is coming, and is the uh, kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay? So, uh, let's keep going for a second here. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming, and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. When Jesus declared, I, the one, uh, the one speaking to you, am he. All right? So he's confronting her with the truth. Not only the truth of the gospel, but the truth of her own life as well, okay? So let's see, let's see what happens here. In verse 27, just then the disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking to the woman, but no one asked, uh, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her, her, her water jar, the woman dropping everything she had, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their, uh, made their way toward him. What made them leave what they were doing to go seek out Jesus at that moment? It wasn't that she said that he was, uh, uh, it, the first thing that she didn't say was that he was the Messiah. The first thing that she said was, he told me everything I have done. All the masks were gone. And she said, could this be uh, the Messiah? Okay? So, let's jump down to uh, verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Because of the... What was the testimony that she gave? The testimony was that he he knew everything I had done. All the masks were off. He told, uh, told me everything I did. So when the, uh, when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many, uh, many more became believers. Uh, they said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard our, for ourselves, 
and we know that this man is really the savior of the world. So dealing with reality, dealing with the truth, dealing with exactly you know, where she was is how Jesus broke through all the masks that she had to get down to where she really was and get down to the real issue, which was her sin. Okay? And when Jesus does that with us, again, we're created in his image. We should do that with each other because we are the body of Christ. Okay? So, you know, dealing with each other and helping each other. And a lot of this needs, might happen in a counseling type situation or it might be just, you know, over lunch. I don't know. But I think if, if we can um, unmask ourselves, that's when God shows up in our lives and begins to affect change. That is when, you know, same thing, and I don't mean to make this an IT thing, because it's just not. But if until we remove our own masks and start dealing with the real stuff, we're, we're not solving the right problem. You know, we're, we're not dealing with truly who we are. Because this is the last person I wanted to ask you about whether you're being truthful with them or not. Because I asked you about your empl- uh, you know, people around you, asked you about your family. But, and this is one, the one that we deal with and have the hardest time with, I think, is are you being honest with yourself? Are you, are, are you being truthful with yourself? You know, um, uh, when you step on the scale, are you being truthful? There, uh, that's my reality check right now. Um, uh, you know, those are, those are things that bring us back to this is it. This is real. This is really what we need to deal with and so forth. And so that was, the, you know, I had all these other things that I wanted to talk about in uh, dealing with truth. And it came down to, you know, the fact of the matter is, is I need to be honest with myself honest with the people around me, and honest with my God, and that's when he can start doing something. So, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, um, uh, this lesson took a little bit different turn uh, than, than I had anticipated, Lord, and um, that's a good thing. And, and Father God, you are in control of our lives, you are in control of uh, everything that takes place in this church, in this place, because it's yours. And God, you, you define truth. You define us. And I pray, God, that you would help us to latch on to that and not latch on to the things of this world, to, to the things of, uh, that, that, that we use to build masks and so forth uh, and to mask the truth. But, Lord, just to deal with exactly what you've given us to deal with and where we are and that we might be all that you want us to be and we might just... Uh, um, Deal with it in truth. And we thank you, God, that you are truth, that we have a sure faith. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. Amen.